Hi, this is Femi Taylor. I play Ula in Return of the Jedi, Jabba the Heart's slave dancer. You're listening to The Rebel Base Card Podcast. 40 years later, the passion for the last chapter of the original Star Wars trilogy is as strong as ever. In 1983, Topps once again brought out cards, stickers, and gum, much to the delight of fans eager to add them to their collection. Since that time, other cards have been released, paying homage to the final film of the original trilogy. Steve Stolk returns to the program to help discuss those cards and more. We would be honored if you would join us for part two of our look back at 40 years of Return of the Jedi card. You found something. You found the Rebel Base Card Podcast. What a piece of junk. I'm your host, Greg McLaughlin. He's as clumsy as he is stupid. Join me as we discuss Star Wars trading cards and card collecting. We need a statement, not a manifesto. We'll talk about sets from the original vintage. No, no, the one I'm pointing to. All the way to current releases. This? Yes. All right, let's get started. Commence primary ignition. Welcome back, or if this is your first episode, welcome aboard. My name is Greg McLaughlin, and this is a very special edition of the Rebel Base Card Podcast. And I want to welcome everyone who has been following along our celebration of the 40th anniversary of Return of the Jedi cards. In part one, we had Tom Gross and Dave Motters who talked about their recollections, seeing it as a kid and collecting those cards, as well as things like the stickers and other tie-in products. We're going to welcome back a very special guest, Stephen Stolk, a.k.a. Star Wars Tops Cards, who was with us in episode 57 for our, our look back at the 40th anniversary of Empire Strikes Back. He has been with us a number of times, but in this episode, we're going to talk about the cards and releases that happened pertaining to Return of the Jedi after 1983. It's a smaller list than Empire Strikes Back. However, there are some very awesome cards in this collection, and that's what we're going to break down tonight. Stephen, first off, I want to say happy holidays. I know there was a lot of time between the recording of part one and part two, but I am so happy to have you back on. Uh, you're wearing a red shirt. You've got a Christmas tree behind you. So we're in such a great and festive mood. Um, thanks for coming on and talking to me. Well, thanks for having me. I really deeply appreciate it. I always love going on your podcast. So thank you for having me over. And Merry uh, Christmas. Merry Christmas to you. Um in these releases, you know, and I I like the way we did Empire Strikes Back, and I think that in talking about Return of the Jedi, this is a way to do it, because there are a number of releases that happen around a franchise film and a lot of product tie-ins, and then and it's interesting to see them returning back to the movie in different forms. The sets of cards we're going to be talking about tonight, and you could really get into the weeds on it, but I want to focus on some main sets. And what okay. we're going to talk about tonight uh, is the 96 release of Return of the Jedi Wide Vision. Uh, this is after they had done Star Wars and Empire Strikes Back. One of the first right. major sets of Return of the Jedi well after the film. Return of the Jedi right. cards do appear in several little bits and pieces. So anything from the 97 trilogy... 99 Chrome Archives, you could say Heritage, um, a lot, but these are partial sets. 
Right. It's not really until 2014 when we get the Return of the Jedi Wide Vision 3D. So it's yeah, a long time. <laughs> long time between. In 2016, we got the return of the design in Rogue One's mission briefing, which is their journey to, as they did with the films of the sequel trilogy, they would release one before the film that kind of caught people up. And for Rogue One, they decided to do that in the vein of Return of the Jedi, having the card design and also going back to a very thick heritage stock, which is actually thicker than the Empire Stri- the, the Return of the Jedi cards themselves. It's a very thick <laughs> set. One of the big major sets uh, as far as Return of the Jedi does come, though, in 2020 with Return of the Jedi black and white. Yeah, love that one. Tops had done and gone back and done black and white versions of A New Hope and Empire Strikes Back. And Return of the Jedi was a very popular, black and white was a very popular set. And uh, one of the ones we will talk about a little bit in depth tonight. This year, for the 40th anniversary of Return of the Jedi, there are two smaller sets that we'll kind of discuss at the end. One of them is the online release of the 40th anniversary. This was a smaller 20-card set that they released over a period of 10 days, two cards happening every day, and they were $9.99 apiece. Also, yes, also, we have the last release in July of this year, Return of the Jedi Sapphire, which was basically a reprinting of the two Return of the Jedi sets, but in the Sapphire design, so it's a chrome that has a lot of, you know, diamond sparkles on it. And they had done that for A New Hope the previous year. There is no Empire Sapphire. However, they it just like A New Hope, there are some kind of retweaks and reshoots or you could say replacements of some of the images which with slightly nicer ones. However, um, I, I do have some examples we can kind of go over. Um, but... Those are really the main sets that uh, that happened. There are not as many. Um, some notable absences um, are there isn't an animated version. You know, in the 2000s or in the I think the the mid-teens, there was a release of A New Hope Illustrated and Empire Strikes Back Illustrated. That might have been 2014 or 2016 that uh, followed the the storyline, but done from the radio drama scripts. And mm. so with those two, there was a little extra story, but there was never one done of return of the Jedi. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, there are not as many return of the Jedi sets as empire strikes back or new hope, uh, especially when it's, when you consider that a new hope did have a full 3d release and the 3D editions, uh, wide visions for Return of the Jedi were bought in sets, as you well know, because you have one. Right. Um, at, anyway, what I'd like to do kind of as we get started, as I kind of get some of the cotton out of my mouth, it's been a long day of recording, but I want you to kind of uh, talk to me a bit, Stephen, about your rec- recollections of seeing the film and how excited you were in seeing what cards were in store for you. All right, well, um, basically, uh, back in that, that time in 1983, right, uh, there was huge lines. I was there on the first day it came out because I was on the first day of Empire as lo- and also the original one. So 
I've done so far every single Star Wars movie on the very first day. So when that came out, we were heavily excited because we were so impressed by Empire that, you know, we had to wait three years for this thing to come out. And uh, so the lines were gigantic, not as big as uh, New Hope, but uh, around roughly about the same as Empire. And um, I think I waited in line for probably about six hours or wow. so. So, yeah, it waited yeah, long. But uh, when we finally saw it, uh, you know, because we this is like the continuation from Empire. So, you know, we were left. You know, we were left, clean, you know, cleaning our seats at the end of Empire. And so now we finally thought, okay, we're finally going to see how this thing's going to turn out. So lots of rumors are going on. We're discussing in line about what we think is going to happen, what we're going to see, what we're not going to see. You know, is Vader really his fa- uh, father, this and that? You know, it just went on and on. So, um, so yeah, it was really exciting. Uh, we were really excited about it. Uh, the soundtrack blew our minds just like it always has. So, um, you know, like I said, John Williams did an excellent job. Um, but after we saw the whole movie, we really actually was wishing it would go on a little longer because since we waited for so long, we we're hoping this movie would be at least two and a half hours longer. So, but of course it did not, but, um, but after seeing it on the first day, we, uh, me and my friend wanted to see it again. <clears throat> so we basically <clears throat> snuck in to the theater, well, not snuck in, but went to another theater, waited for a while, went back into the theater again and saw it for a second time. <laughs> <laughs> because back, because, you know, back in those days, you know, it, nothing was digital back then as far as how they keep track with tickets and all this, this uh, stuff. You can literally just go from one theater, hop into another one, and without them even seeing you and see it again over and over and over. And that's what we basically did. So, um, oh, hey, we're young. We just, you know, we wanted to see it. That's how it was. But um, but then, of course, after seeing it, then, of course, being card collectors, uh, you know, we were um, excited to he- see what's going to come out in cards. And, uh, of course, the cards, of course, came out just like they did on the other previous sets where you had the gum and the stickers, which was cool. Um, the card stock smelled like cardboard. Uh, you know, the gum really, you know, opened up. The, I could still smell the packs opening up and smelling the gum and, <laughs> you know, having my mouth full of gum. Uh, you know, it was it was fun. You know, those days it was so, so much fun to collect Um collect cards and uh, find out, you know, what uh, we're going to get and then trade with friends the old-fashioned way in person, uh, you know, through school. Um, You know, it was really uh, great times. I mean, it wasn't that expensive. Uh, It was affordable. Um, Basically, I'd be going to the stop-and-go chain of, you know, there was stop-and-go, which was kind of like a kind of like the liquor stores chain uh, across the United States that we went to. Um, back in those times that I bought them by pack by pack. And, you know, uh, but of course, back in 1983, I did have a job then. So I was able to buy more and more of these packs, uh, more than I did in Empire and also in uh, New Hope. So, um, so like I said, I was I was just spending tons of money on packs and packs of it, and uh, I wish I would have bought a case of, I mean, a a full box at the time, uh, but back in that time, it wasn't uh, that hard to complete sets when you had a whole bunch of friends also doing the same thing. Mm-hmm. So, you know, but nowadays it's a lot different, you know, and everything's mostly done online, anyways. 
So things are totally are different back in those days, but um, you know it was very exciting and you know finally collecting them all. The stickers I think were the hardest part to get all the all of them because it seemed like I was always getting millions of the same ones, you know. So it was hard. I think that was the hardest uh, to collect in uh, Empire and uh, actually actually in all three of them. Um, they were you know the stickers was the challenge. Uh, you know I guess you could consider that like a hit. Uh, nowadays, but but you know it was uh, you know like I said we you know and then with the extra stickers we stuck them on everything on our binders and all kinds of stuff you know <laughs> you name it we stuck it on everything stuck it on our car stuck it you know you know but um, but I did keep quite a few of them um, and you know to this day but uh, then later on as I got a lot older got married and everything I had to track down these boxes so I did that so I went uh, everywhere and anywhere to look for them. Found them at uh, different card shows, bought them at uh, ridiculous big prices, but uh, I did complete them. So I do have every box uh, from Empire and from Return of the Jedi and most of them from A New Hope, from all the original ones uh, intact. So, yeah, it's a, yeah, it was a really exciting time. I really, I really, really enjoyed it. Um, kind of missed those days a little bit. <laughs> Well, telling you after you know twenty five cents a pack, um, right. and you with know, but, yeah, and plus the gum. I mean, you know, it was. I remember I, I was you know, talking to in in the first part talking to Tom and David about. I remember seeing these boxes at the theater, buying the packs there because um, I did see the film more than once. I want to say I I probably saw it three times in the theater, but I do remember the 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 packs being there. And you know, with uh, the the series one, which I think is 132 cards, you know, it was a big set. Plus, you're right, the stickers. I think there were 33 stickers, and each of them had a sep a different color variant. So you had right. 66, which I still don't think I have all of them because <laughs> um, I burned through a bunch. Like any good any good kid, you give me a sticker, I'm going to put it on something. Right. Um, but yeah, it is something now where you go back and you know, there isn't really any kind of checklist for the stickers. I think I've kind of uh, been building sort of a kind of like a, you know, DYI one so I could keep track because each one has, you know, two different variants. But what I would say is that, you know, I don't I didn't buy series two when it came out. I think I I don't even know if I realized it was out, but it wasn't until a few years later at a card store that I found, oh, you know, I didn't realize there was a second series and I bought it. I bought it as a as a full set, oh, and uh, so an I never really. Set. Yeah. yeah, it was sort of like yeah. boom, instant set. And then <laughs> when we were out, when I saw you at Celebration Anaheim, I did end up buying a. I found one of the vendors out there had a empty box, and normally those empty boxes, and this was a series one box, you know, can go for like upwards fifty dollars or more, and depending right. upon the shape, I found it for like twenty twenty five bucks. Uh, the trick. The tricky part was to fold it back because it was, you know, it was already, you know, popped out. And so I went yeah. into, uh, they had a quiet room there. So I went to the quiet room, sat down and very carefully folded this box flat so I could transport it back. And what one of my long term projects I'm doing now is I'm buying sealed packs every now and then of Series 1 and reverse engineering a, a, a full oh. box of these. Because um, wow. I think it would make a nice display piece. Um 
and you know it's it's a nice because it's a, it's a something I'm not really in a big hurry to do so. But every now and then, if I find a sealed pack, all right, throw one in there. I think I've got about half of it because each of those boxes I think came with thirty six packs. Right. So um, yeah, it's pretty pretty big. Um, so you know we we've talked before about you know like well after you know like you've collected all the all the sets uh, really up until just recently, and right. you like to collect sealed boxes. But I would right. have to say, you know, when we we earlier this year we did our um, 30th anniversary of Galaxy, uh, of right. the original Galaxy set that kind of really brought Star Wars cards back on the map. Uh, and as those series went, and you got into the mid 90s, they got into wide vision, and this was really a new way. We haven't really had a chance to to have a separate show on on the wide vision. But one thing that I try to tell folks, what makes wide vision so special obviously it's a lot bigger card but remember from the point that we saw these movies in the theater to the point of them getting released for television you know for like you know abc throwing it on as the movie of the week right. or for vhs release most of it was pan and scan or standard definition fourth you know four thirds so right. here you're seeing cards for the first time and you're seeing really the complete scene as you would have seen it in the theater. Um, right. I, you know, like I said, I, everybody's, uh, we're going back a ways, but can you kind of remember the first time you saw these wide vision cards, whether it was a new hope or empire or return of the Jedi and how you felt about them being non-standard, but also all this extra detail that you hadn't maybe even remembered you saw in the theater. Yeah, um, yeah. With the with those, like I said, they they um, that was a big a surprise. They were a little bit more uh, costly, uh, also, and they didn't have as many cards in the packs. Uh, but um, I did what? Uh, well, when they came out, I basically took the chance and bought the box. Oh, wow. um, so I bought the box, and then I bought another one because this is when I was then this uh, time period is when I was really starting to get, get into unopened boxes. So, um, so I thought, you know what, this might be something special because this is the first time we're seeing widescreen. So I thought, okay, well, you know, like I said, I, I, it wasn't, it wasn't that expensive. I remember, right. It wasn't too bad compared to nowadays, but, um, and then I started opening each pack and, uh, Got a lot of duplicates also, but it did complete the whole entire base set, uh, which was nice. Uh, and 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 they've and actually it's been like that for quite some time until not too recently when they started finally. Uh, well, what they uh, with the base with the uh, boxes, they don't give you a complete base set anymore. So they, it's been a few a few years, uh, but back back at this time, you still was able to get the whole entire base set, and. Um, so that was kind of exciting being, you know, me being a collector. I love getting uh, the whole base sets. Uh, anything extra to me is extra. But um, yeah, the um, the white screen, uh, the white screen. Uh, some of the things I didn't remember uh, because, like I said, we were very limited on what was available to us to see. Uh, we did, of course, have the laser discs come out, and they came mm. out with widescreen. So that was a special thing that Laserdisc did instead of VHS and, um, and of course, uh, you know, on t on regular TV. So that was a kind of a mind boggler. I did I did have a, a Laserdisc player, and I did buy it. Um, 
And uh, but the cards give it a little bit more, you know, you know, since I've been collecting for so long, the cards meant a little bit more to me because the fact that they are cards and something to collect. And and with the duplicates, I was able to, you know, uh, trade with people for stuff that I didn't have or what I was trying to complete or, you know, as uh, with the older sets. So, um, you know, but then, of course, I backtracked and started buying the sealed boxes with those and keeping them sealed. And I just got addicted to buying sealed boxes and collecting base card, all the base card sets and uh, anything that went uh, with it, you know. Um, so, but I do remember, yeah, they, I was excited about it. There's stuff I didn't remember uh, until finally I was watching it on Laser. Um, you know, I did have it on VHS also. And, uh, you know, uh, I actually even recorded it on cassette too, the whole entire movie, which is uh, when they aired it on the radio. <laughs> so I recorded it, uh, all of it. So that way, uh, you, you know, this was before it came out on VHS. I would uh, actually sit in my room, lay down, close my eyes, put the cassette on that I recorded it off the whole entire radio and almost see it like I was watching the movie again. <laughs> uh, yeah, so awesome. that's what I did also. But, um, but yeah, um, the white screens uh, gave it a little bit more depth. It gave it a little bit more. Uh, I mean, we didn't get uh, gum with it, and also, you know, our stickers like that. So, so they went to a different um, format on what they included. Usually, it would be something like more like a laser cut card or something like that was your uh, special hit or. Possibly uh, autographs came out later on uh, in widescreen. But, um, yeah, I mean, very exciting. Well, and that's a great segue because let's take a – I'm going to take a look, and thanks to a, a Cardboard Connection for having a lot of great stats on these. So, essentially, the Return of the Jedi Wide Vision base set is 144 cards. Yeah, wow. Um, boxes that you have – had 24 packs in them and eight cards per pack. Um, right. You're right. There was no uh, gum at this time, but right. they came. Uh, I think there was a set of six mini posters. Now, if I look mm -hmm. down past the base, the set checklist, uh, there is also right the finest chrome, chromium cards checklist. Uh, that had 10, so those were labeled like C1 through 10, and then there are six mini posters. Mm -hmm. um, and then there is a 3D card checklist, there's a promo cards, and, and when you're getting into the 90s cards, uh, the trick is there are a lot of promo cards, and they show yes. up everywhere they show up at you know, they show up in comic books they show up in magazines they show up in the, you know this or that and so it makes collecting these a bit tricky and this is where eBay can be your friend um, <laughs> to try to get some of these promo cards um, the one thing I would say in looking back and one of the things I love about 90s cards um, are there still credits on these cards you know Gary Durani who we, we've talked about before when we talked about the uh, 30th um, so, you know, on the first card, you know, they list him as, let's see, I was, I had that right up here. Oh yeah. Editor in chief, writer, Gary Gerani, art director, Becky foot, and then production. Uh, oh, this is Mata designs, Inc. When, you know, and Gary being a screenwriter, each of these cards, you know, have, you know, basically a little caption where it says either interior, 
Imperial shuttle co- cockpit or exterior Death Star main docking bay. So it's it's kind of written almost as it is a as a screenplay, which we know he would go on to do screenplays as well in Hollywood. Uh, he was out there at, at this time. But one thing that you will find, especially with these 90s cards, is a ton of detail. You have, of course, the wide vision. You know, you have the wide vision picture on the front. You have a nice little embossed foil logo of wide vision. And, you know, you got to love title cards. Uh, They they need to make a return. But on the back, what's nice about these is there's a lot of extra detail plus a secondary picture. For this release, you could have a, you could see on here, they would have Ralph McQuarrie concept art. They would have Joe Johnston, um, you know, storyboard art. They would have production stills. Um, you know, like shows of things like everything from like what costumes look like to early concepts of. So, you know, for the enthusiast, you know, here's one where I'm looking at, there's a picture of a guy doing, uh, one of the map paintings. And so with these 90 ones, you just have so much detail on them and a lot of extra ones that I think, you know, you can see this is a direct to, you know, this is a direct market release. Um, but there is something in this and like you're saying, it's such a big set. It's a gorgeous yeah. looking set, and you know the. It was really, really nice to see Return of the Jedi look like this again. Right. Yeah, it's uh, really refreshing after seeing uh, this compared to what we used to in nineteen eighty three. Uh, it was just, it just was mind boggling uh, to see it in this format because you know, like I said, we were always used to the standard uh, uh, format, and all of a sudden we got this, and this was. I think this is probably what uh, caused more excitement again into card collecting. Something a little different. Something a little, you know, until we get into, of course, the 3D. And then once we got into right. 3D, they kept it with the widescreen uh, format. But they gave it another, you know, dimension, which was very exciting as well. And but and also harder to get because they were a lot more rarer to find. And they made them into very small quantities. I believe it was 2,000 were made of wow. each one. So only 2,000 sets. And you only got, uh, you know, uh, back at that time, you only got just a base card. I mean, you just got the basic set and that's it. You didn't get... Um, you know, you didn't get a lot of du- you didn't get any duplicates or anything like that. You just got the set and then uh, either an autograph or something like that. You know, but uh, yeah, I mean, it's uh, th- th- this was a good way to get the excitement back in the card collecting, um, introducing these and making it kind of special. They didn't make a huge like I said, the regular widescreens. They didn't make a huge amount of sets of these as well. And trying to find yourself an unopened box of those. It is pretty hard to find, I bet, nowadays. But for me, like I said, I, I have them, so, you know. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and uh, also, I collected, um, also, I believe I have, yes, I do, actually. I have uncut press sheets of uh, Empire and Return of the Jedi and uh, New Hope as well. I have all all of them in widescreen uncut sheets, Ooh. which, yeah, comes in a pair of two. So it's two sheets. So you get part one, part two, and the, 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 all 144 uh, cards. Oh, so nice. it's, yeah. And I believe, I think I have a duplicate of Return of the Jedi on, on uncut press sheets, I believe. I have to look at my collection. 
I have to go back yeah, to I bought the it first steal. I got it a steal. One guy needed a home for him and uh, on eBay. And he said, basically, anybody that wants it, 20 bucks for, uh, for his whole thing. And oh. I right away got it for 20 bucks. I already had it already, but I just thought, I'm going to buy it again. Because it's you're not going to find 20 bucks for a... For all, uh, for all, uh, both of the uh, uncut press sheets. Yeah, impressive. And I've had them in my. Uh, I, you've seen it too when I open up cards on my. Uh, when I do um, card openings, when I break open a box, I have in the background sometimes an uncut press sheet that's uh, sitting in the background. I'm sure you've probably seen it uh, when you watch me open up some uh, some cases. I mean, not cases, uh, boxes. And those are also very tricky to store, which is one of the reasons yes. why I've always sort of hesitated going after them. You know, some people might not know that you even see on some of those vintage packs, you know, tops advertising that you could purchase. Uh, uh, they had they had made some of these, you know, for public consumption. The, just the trick right. is, is that they're usually stored like in a roll. Um, but right. they, or if you wanted, if someone wanted to, you know, frame one, that would be what what I would prefer. Um, but you know, it, they're just really, really nice. And that's why even when, when people look and you'll find sometimes that, um, miscut cards are yes. so, are so popular. And I, I recently, uh, got one for a baseball set I was ch chasing because you could see part of the next card and you can actually see <laughs> the name of the person, the way the design was. And I'm like, that's even nicer because not only is it a miscut, but I can actually see what the next card over was. Um, right. but, you know, now, nowadays things are, are done a little differently. Uh, so, you know, it's rare to find, you know, like miscuts and things like that. But back in the day, these were, uh, these were, uh, highly sought after, um, right. you know, at this time, right. So we went through a lot of the galaxy sets, you know, from 93 to not, you know, into the mid nineties. And now you've got wide vision where they're doing, they're releasing between 95 and 96, you know, all three of them. And then they start getting into 3D ones, and, and you do have right. a New Hope's wide vision release coming in those mid-90s, but Return of the Jedi wouldn't see a 3D wide vision one for, you know, for a, a, until like a decade or two later. Right. So what you find then is Return of the Jedi cards kind of cropping up in the Chrome archives, and... Yeah. So Chrome Which archives, is a beautiful card. Yeah, I mean the beautiful uh, the Chrome is a nice uh, way to go. I mean it's a different effect, you know, a different effect. On, uh, it's almost kind of like, uh, well, it's hard to say, but uh, the Chrome I thought was uh, a beautiful, yeah, the Chrome, yeah, a beautiful uh, way to make it pop out, uh, even though it was in 3D, you know, but it was something a little different uh, with a. Uh, I don't know how I could even describe it, but yeah, what you just showed is like, I I was pretty impressed by the Chrome, um, the Chrome cards when they first, especially the very first ones when uh, they started yeah. just coming out. Well, More and in Chrome this case, yeah, in this case with Chrome archives, they are the you know they're basically a reprint of the actual card they used. However, right. the the Chrome effect is in place, and so with Chrome archives, you get in one release, you get a New Hope Empire and Return of the Jedi, um, and so they're using the same cards, but it's just yeah, it pops, it has a little bit of depth to it, and it almost seems a little different than the Chrome type that they do today, uh, and so I would say right. as a set in general, and you know we'll get back to some of the fuller ones, even though this is not a full Return of the Jedi set, it has. You know, the other shows in them. Chrome Archives from 99 is a great set to chase. 
Um, it's just nice because it's just a reimagining of those. Now, you know, they do right. it more often, but back then, you know, you know, archive or heritage comes not long after, but it's a nice way to kind of like, wow, it's different. It's a, it's a reprint or a variant of a card I own, or maybe a card I didn't have, but it just right. pops a little more. And I really like the effect that the Chrome has on them. You know, the only other times besides the promo ones was the 1996 finest. All right. Yeah. Yeah. And the, and also the cardboard stock was a little bit better too, I believe right. on the Chrome. Yeah. Uh, so. Also around this time. And this is, let me see if I go back to my notes. Um, in 97, yes, um, one of the last of the regular Wide Vision sets, you know, they went through and they kind of did, as the special edition came out, you know, right before the Phantom Menace would be released a couple years later, they started re-releasing the movies, and so they did a special um, trilogy edition, Wide Vision edition, and some of these included some of the, you know, the changes they had made, but in that there are some... Return the Jedi cards in there. Like I said, it's a partial, uh, so right. that's the end of it. But um, very similar to the back. It, the design is really nice. You've got extra frames in here. In this case, uh, not so much on the concept of art, but you've got basically a secondary photograph, and there's a lot of extra detail on the back. So a- another one that I think sometimes maybe gets overlooked, but the Trilogy Edition isn't that big of a set, um, but it's a nice one to have. All right. Yes, I agree. We're going to jump ahead. We're going to go from 20 we're going to go from basically talking about 9799. We're going to go all the way to 2014 with Return of the Jedi 3D online, which I only have a couple of um, because this is something I've been recently kind of looking at, but it right. seemed like each release Empire Strikes Back did have a, a release, but by the time they got to 3D for Return of the Jedi uh, this wasn't something they felt, obviously, that they wanted to do a full release. So it was a you bought them in complete sets, and I think they came in boxes. And I'm, if I'm correct, the boxes might have had a chance for yes, it's a 44 card base set, and I think there right. was a chance for either oh, it was one sketch card. Let's see, or an three. autograph, or an, yeah, yeah. I think I think an autograph was also included. I believe in that uh, you could either get a sketch or an auto. Y Division checklist, autograph checklist, and uh, some nice names in here. We have Jeremy Bullock in there, uh, Kenneth Connolly as Admiral Pitt, Carrie Fisher, Mark Hamill. Oh, Alan Harris as Bosk. That, that's an interesting <laughs> audit. Uh, Peter Mayhew, Mike Quinn as Neat Nub, Tim Rose as Admiral Akbar, Femi Taylor, Ula, um, Barry Holland as Lieutenant Renz. Uh, there was a manufactured pat- patch card that you could pull as well. And then there was a sketch card, ooh, sketch card checklist. Uh, yeah. Inserted one per set tops did not release. So this was basically, oh, sketch card relics checklist as well. So essentially, um, I think a 46-card factory set and uh, some right. nice things in it. And I would say, you know, unlike their, unlike the regular wide vision, these have rounded corners, and you'll see that a lot in the 3D yep. cards they do. Um, in the same spirit, you'll have extra photos on the back, uh, and this one has movie trivia on it, and then you've got the great 3D effect on the card. Um, right. uh, what can you tell me about your rec- recollections of getting this set, and what do you thought of it? Well, like I said, uh, me being 
you know how I am. What I have to get one that's unopened, and I have to get one to open. So I did the same with this one. I got it online. Um, I got two of them. Uh, they're numbered. Uh, they, I believe there was, I think that set was either 2000 or 2,500 of them were made. Wow. So each box had a number on, on the bottom of the box. So, which made it very highly collectible. Uh, there was a limit when you ordered it, you, there's a limit of, I believe you could only order five, I think at the mm -hmm. max. So there was a limit. So the tops would not allow anything more than that. And they kept track of it, too, to see if anybody was trying to pull the uh, wall over their eyes. So, um, so yeah, so I bought two of them. I didn't want to get greedy. I just wanted one that uh, left, <laughs> leave, you know, leave unopened and another one to open up. And when I opened up mine, uh, when I opened up the one that I opened it, I don't think I did it on a live feed. No, I know this was the way before. So, no, I just basically opened it. Um you know, I believe I got an autograph uh, as my hit. I don't remember exactly which one it is, only because, um, you know, I have a hard time memorizing. There's so many cards in my collection. I just, you know, I would have to go and find it and, uh, you know, find the binder that I have it in and then see what it is. Um, and I got so many binders. I mean, but um, <laughs> but I, I believe it was an autograph. I didn't get a sketch card on that one. Um or a patch card or anything like that. It was just, uh, but it was mind-boggling because the 3D, uh, th those 3D cards back compared to A New Hope, which was the first one they came out with in widescreen 3D, uh, much better technology. So the 3D was a little bit more cleaner. Yes. Um, you know, no scratches. Uh, the first uh, A New Hope uh, came with lots of scratches on it and was recalled. So Topps recalled uh, the whole entire uh, um, 3D uh, sets. And uh, of course, me being who I am, I decided not to send it to them. I kept mine. <laughs> I don't care if they're scratched or not scratched. I luckily I have one that's not scratched. You know, I open up one that's not scratched and I and uh you know and i also have uncut press sheets of those as well um oh, nice. but um yeah but as far as what we're talking about now about the uh 3d uh return of the jedi uh that was i don't i don't have an uncut press sheet but i believe it never came on one that was something that they didn't uh release as far as i know um but uh i think they um I know, I know for a fact the uh, New Hope they had uncut press sheets, and Empire, as far as I know, did not either. I think New Hope was the only one they came up with uncut press sheets, um, and they were very hard to find as well. Um, uh, but yeah, um, yeah, as far as Empire, um, very clean uh, cards. Um, you know, uh, not very many in a pack. Uh, because obviously it wasn't in a pack. It was in a box. <laughs> so it basically, when you open up the box, basically they're all laid in order from one to, uh, I think you said 44, right? 44? Yeah, 44 to 46. Um... Yeah. Right. For a base set. Yeah, so they were in order. So when you opened it, it was not as exciting as ripping open a pack individually, but what was kind of exciting was... Since it was in order, you could kind of see, I mean, it's easy to store. You know, I had my binder already ready to go. I had the uh, widescreen uh, inserts ready, and then I just slap them right in from the box right into the sleeve. 
Um, but it was kind of nice to see them, um, you know, not scrambled. You know what I mean? It was like in order the way they wanted it. And then, of course, at the very end, when you opened up the box, at the very end of it was your hit. So uh, that's how they presented it uh, with that. But like I said, um, it was uh, it was kind of exciting ordering it because I wasn't used to doing that. I'm used to just going to uh, someplace, buying it, and then that's it. So I literally had to wait on the edge of my seat, waiting for the mail to come and getting them and hoping that the mailman didn't lose them or got damaged while being shipped, um, you know, things like that. And uh, the promo cards were really cool, too. So, they're, like you said before, I got a promo card from, um, I think, the Inside uh, Inside um, Star Wars Insider. So, mm. I got one from them. Nice. Um, so, yeah, it's, it's really cool. And, yeah, so, no, I mean, they did an excellent job, really, for 3D. Um, I was, uh, you know, I wish... They would have released every movie in 3D, but of course there is uh, two movies that they didn't release yet on 3D, and of course that was the last two. So um, we still got to wait to see what they do on that. If they bring it back, I would love to see the technology now on 3D. You know. And you bring up a good uh, point because um, I think recently I, uh, Ben Abasada sent me a text uh, that he'd finally gotten a, a little bucket list item off of eBay and he'd gotten a Revenge of the Sith. Um, I think it was a 3D wide vision uh, set. And then I know I just recently picked up a Force Awakens 3D set and they were very similar yeah. to this where um, they came in a box. And so in this case, you know, although the technology, as you're saying, is better I don't think Tops really had the confidence of this being a big seller or probably maybe the production costs might have been prohibited. And so in this way, if we control, if we make smaller sets and people are buying them, you know, I think that might have been a better way to do it for them as far as like, you know, either making it a profitable set for them to do. Uh, but, you know, it's it'd be interesting because we haven't really seen a wide vision set in the wilds for a very long time. It'd be, I'd, I'd be curious after they kind of had this, you know, you see this glut of it in the mid nineties and then, you know, these little trickling of online sets. I'd be curious if they would do it again and revisit it because like you said, the technology and making them is so much better. And, you know, these are a nice thick card and, you know, I've, I've, I remember even cleaning some of the, a new hope ones, uh, because they are dust magnets and some of them who have, I've gotten haven't been in such in great shape. And so literally I'm like kind of getting with a damp cloth on the front of it because it's plastic, uh, right. and, and trying to clean out the grooves of those things. And it's amazing, uh, you know, how better they look, but it's just, it's funny. It's just a different type of card. Um, yeah, and also it's very hard to get auto have it autographed. I have a couple of oh, 3D yeah. uh, cards that I had autographed, and when you use a pen to have <laughs> see the autograph, it looks like it's blurred. But then when you put it on an angle, then you can see that it's that it looks like a an like a regular uh, uh, autograph. It's really trippy. But having one sign is, uh, you know, like I said, I I had uh, I had uh, um, uh, who was it? I I had. Um, uh, oh, oh, um, David Prowse signed one, signed one for me. Oh wow! So, uh, yeah, and then he signed it along with the I forget the actor, the French actor that played the, the guy that was being choked by him on the uh, uh, on the original one. Um, what's it? Um, I can't think of his name. 
was it Peter uh, Peter something or I can't remember. Well, anyways, so I had, I was lucky to see him as well. So I had him sign it. So the card shows both of them on the card. So I have both their autographs on it, which is one of my favorite uh, one of my favorite cards that I got uh, signed. Oh, that's um, cool. But yeah, those 3D cards are really obvious. They're really cool, but they're not great for signing. <laughs> yeah. well, well, one um, card set, the next one we're going to kind of talk about that came out in 2020 <laughs> that to me, you know, ranks as one of the best Return of the Jedi sets out there is 2020's uh, Return of the Jedi Black and White. And this one, <clears throat> they had done, you know, much like the other sets they had done, uh, a New Hope and Empire Strikes Back, and so we kind of knew this was coming. And this had been kind of like I think it had been out long enough where I had been collecting. Where now I was starting to get into. I knew that the hobby boxes were out there, and I think these right. were smaller ones. I think there were like boxes that had seven or eight packs in them. Yeah, um, let's I see. I think it was a twin pack too. Was it? It was right. a twin pack of two mini boxes, one hit per mini box. One was going to be an autograph, versus another one would be either a sketch or, um, I believe, um, uh, I can't remember what the other thing was, but it was it was one or the other. You're guaranteed one hit, but you could only get. I think I think you were only getting one autograph guaranteed, and then the rest was, uh, you know, who knows. I think I want to say I think those boxes those. Because, you know, like you said, there were two boxes, you know, that they could sell, in some cases, sell separately. Now, I want to say it was about maybe, I want to say 75 bucks a box, but yeah. I remember I really loved, and of course, the autographs were on, like, you know, the black and white stock. They're using this for them as well, so I, I love the black and white. One thing I love about them is, is that you are going to see some very, you are going to see some uncommon shots or things you haven't really seen before. And I, I like the, in this, and I do want to say, I think it's a 133-card set. Uh-huh. But you're seeing a lot of shots that you haven't really seen before. Or just like slight variations on shots that you'd be like, oh, yes, but that's maybe from a slightly different angle. Um, but the black and white really brings out the detail. And there's also some great different parallels of like, you know, sepia and cyan on these. You know, the backs... You know, have a it's a more modern looking back of something I would kind of expect, but I would say for the front pictures, and I know that our friend, you know, Peter Stukas uh, was a big, you know, a Return of the Jedi black and white fan as well, and so these are really gorgeous. Let's yes. see if I can give you some additional detail on this one. They had autographs. Very, you know, variant color autographs. You're yeah. having, you know, there was dual and triple. Uh, some of the examples on um, cardboard connection. They had, you had uh, Warwick w- Wicket as uh, Warwick Davis as Wicket, and you also had Mike Edmonds as Logray. So you had two Ewok, yeah, a two <laughs> a dual Ewok signing card, and then there was a uh, there was a one of one six person autograph. You had Harrison Ford, Carrie Fisher, um, Billy D. Williams, Peter Mayhew. Kenny Baker and Anthony Daniels. Can you imagine pulling that wow. little that little bad boy? Uh, and then of course uh, you had sketch cards as well. So let's right. say yeah, you're right. Eight cards per pack, seven car- packs per box, twelve boxes per case. And then you right. either got one autograph or a sketch. And there were different parallels and inserts. A really yeah. really lovely set. 
I, I agree. And, uh, you know, the black and white just seems to uh, give it another new dimension to it. Uh, it kind of reminds me of the old cards we used to collect even before. They're like monster cards or stuff. That was all done in black and white. Uh, this is way before this is before Star Wars cards even came out. Um, things like that. They were all in black and white. So this is kind of like a nice like remembering way back into uh, into the early 70s. Um you know, uh, but I thought, yeah, but the angles, uh, that's what impressed me about mm-hmm. that set. It was just all the different angles. Uh, I'm, I'm assuming it was probably from a different camera uh, angle that they just didn't release uh, uh, in that way uh, during the film. So it's kind of like you're seeing uh, the movie in a different light, in a different angle, a different light, a different... Uh, you know, it's just, uh, that's what really mind boggles you when you open up these packs and see the black and white. It's it, it's it's a, it's a set I really enjoyed uh, collecting and collecting all of the base cards with. I had to buy a lot of case uh, boxes <laughs> to do it, but I did it. I have a lot. I have so many extras right now. It's uh, uh, countless. I don't hundreds probably. You know, uh, but. I did complete the, all the sets too, all all the black and whites, uh, the, A New Hope and Empire and Jedi. Um, but yeah, they, they they were all like I said. I highly recommend those as much as I do with the 3D. I love the 3D. You know, like I said, you know, I'm a diehard 3D uh, card uh, fan. I like them. But uh, the black and white was well worth it. As far as uncut press sheet, I don't believe they ever came out with one. You know, so I don't I don't think they are out there. You probably you have a you have a point. I was looking to see if there were perhaps. So let's see on the base set. Um, there was a one sepia per pack, blue a blue hue shift that was one of four green. Those were numbered out of ninety nine. Purples out of twenty five. Reds out of ten. Orange and a metal. I was I was looking to see if there was perhaps a plate. But I do not see plates on these, which makes sense, yeah, because yeah. it's black and white. Yeah, um, yeah black and white, yeah. I'm a fast learner, kids. Um, <laughs> but at any rate, and sketch cards on this. There was uh, some inserts, behind the scenes, uh, concept art checklist, iconic character set checklist, posters. Yes. And, you know, it's funny because this is also a set, you know, like a lot of these... A lot of these boxes have gone up in value since COVID. Um, I think the best price I'm seeing on a uh, sealed Return of the Jedi right now, what is it, 115 anywhere between 115 and 200 um, right. So, you know, if you had the wherewithal, like, for example, if, you know, it, it'd be interesting if, if I had a little extra scratch and would I go for something current or would I go back and get another box of these, It'd be very tempting because you know you're going to get at least an auto or a sketch, and right. you know you could probably you know, like I said, it's uh, it's almost worth it in some cases, especially when you're looking around the holidays. Um, in the before times, you know, you'd go onto some of these third-party sites and you'd see what they were slashing, and you're like, man, you know, for a very reduced price, I'll pick up another box of X Y Z because I would do it at that point just for the hit. But uh, a lot of that stuff has been pr- mined pretty well, so uh, not not necessarily a course of action that I do anymore. But it's always nice <laughs> to kind of look and see, hmm, what would I get? Right, oh, right. All right. Exactly. 
We'll tell you what, now that kind of brings us up to the current day, and um, two sets were released this year on the 40th anniversary of Return of the Jedi, um, and both of them were from Tops Online. One was more of a traditional quote-unquote set. Uh, last year they released A New Hope in, in a sort of a sapphire version, and we talked about that where they went back to the original cards. In some cases they kind of printed the same same picture or maybe a slightly better version of it in their opinion, and they gave it a chrome effect. For yep. this year, for Sapphire Return of the Jedi, which was released in July, they took the cards, but they took out a lot of the um, space around what was going to be the action, and so they kind of filled it in. So in this case, if I'm showing you a picture of uh, Boosh, Princess Leia and her Boosh, uh, Bounty Hunter outfit, She's there, but everything else is in that red sapphire, um, you know, kind of filler. This is a chrome release. Um, I think where it really also shines is at the back, uh, the colors for the backs of the cards, which you know, on a on a typical cardboard card in 1983 was pretty dull. Uh, these are very sharp and vivid, and they do have both the red and the blue sets. Uh, when I was looking, because I did want to kind of you know, like. With the A New Hope Sapphire, those came out, and those were several hundred dollars a box. Um, I think for a time, I think they got up as much as like 900 uh, because yeah. I think you had, if you were in uh, one of the membership clubs, I think you had early access to buying those boxes, and people did, and, and those, those were really highly priced for a while, and then they started to come down. Uh, these ones kind of came around around $200 when they were released as a box, and if I was looking, see if I could bring up the Sapphire. There weren't that many in here. I think there was only maybe like 32, uh, 32 to forty cards a box. It wasn't, it wasn't really that that much. And I was just kind of looking at it. Really yeah, and it was hard to complete a base set too. So you couldn't, you wouldn't be able to get the whole base set. Right. As far as I recall. No, you are right. And but what I did do is I found unlike the. A New Hope Sapphire, these singles weren't necessarily that expensive, and I've been able to pick them up. I think this is a set I'm kind of picking at, um, much like a baseball, an older baseball set. So I'm, if I see one for a couple, three bucks, I might grab it. Um, some some guy on, on ComC, and this is driving me nuts, is selling the card for a buck and then shipping another $4. And I'm like... <laughs> no um so you know and I, but i keep running into those same listings and thinking it's one of those things what is insanity it's like doing the same thing over and over and expecting different results um sure. but one of these days it's a it's a patient waiting game for this but i do like that set you know it's it fits in a binder it looks nice and it's a nice way to celebrate the uh the 40th um but yeah and the blues i would say although the blues when they first came out in 1983 uh, weren't exactly that great of a set because they were very dark printed and they were just really odd, oddball right. pictures. Uh, the Sapphire Blues are actually really kind of nice. And I would say uh, I kind of prefer these over the original Blues uh, in the way they're doing it. So I would say, you know, if you're looking to kind of pick at this one, I, I tend to prefer the Blues. The checklists look really sharp. And, of course, they're nice and vivid. Right. Yeah, the blue's a lot deeper in color. It's more of a, a more like, like I said, those little crystals, like so, give it a more of a like a, a much more like a three D depth. 
Uh, but the reds are really red, deep there, blood red, and the blues are really <laughs> super blue. I mean, it's, they're, it's a beautiful, they're beautiful colors. And I can see why they were, uh, well, you, know, they, you know, why people wanted them. Um, you and know, boxes have been coming down in price. Um, yeah. You, can, you know, like what I do like is that some of the chase cards in this um, are some of the stickers. And there is, oh. there's a chrome sticker reprint. Uh, they're really, really sharp looking. There were autographs in here as well, um, including a Carrie Fisher and a Mark Hamill. So if you can find boxes and they, they aren't, I've been seeing them for well under two. I mean, I think I'm seeing them here as low as 140. This is one of those where I almost kind of expected to get, you know, to keep down because I think that the subsequent releases this year, aka, you know, like Chrome, Galaxy, Finest, and now we have Masterwork that just came out recently. Um, I think that Sapphire kind of got put on the back burner. And if I was looking for sort of a sleeper, a sleeper box for 2023, I think going back and revisiting Sapphire, uh, I think you would find a very nice box for that price, you know. When we think of hobby boxes, Steve, I think we're kind of thinking around that anywhere from, you know, 80 to 120, kind of like the olden days, or you know, maybe 100, 120, right, right. and you get down there, and that's why I start going, all right, you know, I, I could take a flyer on that, a little birthday money, a little holiday money. Um, right. But, uh, you know, it's it's one of those where if you're going after these sapphire, you know, like maybe getting a box would be, it would be kind of nice. And I think even if you were looking for a sealed box, uh, this would make a nice sealed box at a, at a fairly reasonable price at this point uh, if I'm paying like 150 or under. Uh, right, right. Uh, without with and and trying to resist the temptation of cracking it open. Uh, and that's yeah, and that's the thing I want to especially with the newer <laughs> people that are collecting nowadays. They're so eager to just they they don't they don't want to collect them as uh, sealed because they're always wondering what is inside this box that's secretly in here which if we don't open it we'll never know so it kind of drives them crazy like i gotta rip this thing open and see what it is so finding unopened boxes nowadays is getting rare and rare because everybody just doesn't have doesn't want to they want to see what's in there can't, they're curious is there a one-on-one -on -one? is there a carrie fisher autograph is there you know who knows is there a, <laughs> a you know a gleam sketch card in there i mean come on it's like you know yeah, it's uh, it's fun. fun. It's fun. That's why everybody who uh, follows me on Instagram, when I talk about my, uh, when I do discuss or show photos of my uh, uncut, uh, of my unopened boxes, I get a lot of people comment. You gotta crack that open. You gotta crack that open. We gotta see what's inside of it. And it's like <laughs> they don't understand. I collect them this way. <laughs> and in some cases, you know, like some of those boxes, they are the best way to store them uh, because the cards are always going to stay in good shape. They'll stay sealed up. And, right. you know, if you have to move them from place to place, you're not worrying about damaging them as opposed to like binders that require shelves and so forth. Um, sure. One of the last sets we're going to talk about tonight was it was the 40th anniversary um, release. And this was an on online release. And we've seen over the years them do uh, kind of attack this in different ways, um, you know, either offering them as a as a full package um, releasing them like with the with the weekly Disney Plus shows, they would might release five cards a week. And in this case, they released two cards a day for a period of ten days to make twenty cards. And I happen to have. I was trying to think of like, oh yeah, I actually do have one, and I have uh, the first card, which is a Luke Skywalker in Jabba's palace. Um, these 
are these have like a nice glossy front, um, slightly less glossier back. Um, they have kind of reminds me a little bit of what a standard back of a card looks like. You know, a very nice, a lot of text there. Um, I have that one, and I have the um, the Han Solo. I do like the fact that you have the 40th anniversary logo on it. I'll put up there so you can kind of see it. Um, has that Darth Vader, you know, with the red and the big 40 on it. Um, but this was one that I, at the time I was like, you know what? Um, that's 10 bucks. It's a couple hundred bucks to do this whole set. I'll bet you that you could probably find these on secondary markets a lot cheaper than $10 a card. A lot of times with these tops online ones, you can usually find them at least half of what you paid. So if you can resist the temptation to hit that, click that buy button right away. And I, I've, you know, I'm guilty of doing that myself. This is this is another one that's probably wouldn't be that hard to finish up, and it would be nice. The let's see. Well, the living set, the living set is still continuing still going, going on, on for years, and so if you were like me trying to get all of them, uh, I think I believe what the price now on a on you'd be spending some around two almost two and a half thousand dollars so far, and, and they're still going. So it's. So I never really got into that one only because I I didn't know when it was going to stop or if it's going to stop and it hasn't stopped so and at the <laughs> same price and you know what they cost for only two cards I think it's what ten dollars a for two for two I you, think it was yeah I think for uh, both of them you can either pay like eight dollars or I think it's twelve for two and yeah, Chris Penix did it by himself for uh, the first couple of years and I think Carlos Caballero came on and they both been doing it since they both been it's a great right. it's a great set and what I usually tell people now is that you know they've gone through and they've done so many characters now um, but if you find a character that you like and go oh you know because each of them have a slightly different style but they're both amazing cards right. and um, and so if you if you like a particular character you know definitely, those get released on Tuesdays, and so the card's only up uh, for a week. And then once it's done, that's when they go to print. That's why they usually these are print-on-demand cards, and so they wait until the time is up. And then, you know, um, if you click, you know, no, you know, kind of like the lowest shipping, it's basically free, so all you're paying is tax. Um, oh. They're still doing the Throwback Thursdays, and I noticed recently in one of those, I was like, hmm, I might have to take a flyer on that. The Throwback Thursdays do you know, kind of do a, a design that might have been, you know, a baseball design from the 50s or a football design from the 70s or whatnot, but they'll do Star Wars characters. And I know that, that Peter has been collecting a lot of that. I have I have a, a few sheets of them, and they're really sharp. Heritage stock, it's really nice. And, you know, I think when you're talking about how expensive cards have gotten, and prices have come down a little bit, and it's a little easier to go, sometimes having, you know... a getting something fresh and new that's, you know, $8 or 15 I think for throwback, it's $15 for three cards. That's kind of nice because I'm like, yeah, it's, it's okay. It's lunch money for the week. And that means I have something kind of cool coming and then it's new. And so it's just a different way to chase. But you're right. If you've been doing living sets since day one, um, you're, you're making Chris and uh, Carlos happy and you're helping support yes. them, but it's, you know, I don't really want to look at my tops order history either, uh, because then it's something like, boy, I definitely don't want to mention this to the, to the wife. Um, but so yeah, even though some of my news, new buying has scaled back a bit, um, I still look, you know, weekly and then see if there's a character. I'm like, Oh, I have to have that particular one. Um, at any rate, I think that kind of does bring us kind of 
to a close on some of the cards that that we want to talk about. And you know, by no means is this and they you know like the end of it because there's always going to be whether it's a promo card, whether it's a overseas type card, um, a couple of resources I did want to throw out uh, for those of you is once again the new release calendar and you know the the archives from Cardboard Connection. And you can just Google Cardboard Connection. It's CardboardConnection.com. And that's a nice way to keep up on new sets. And in even going back to some of these sets, you know, from 1996 you know, and, and beyond, they have those pages still in there with release, with release dates, linked to the checklist and so forth. Uh, Tops also has a checklist page as well that you can go back, especially on newer releases. Um, and for you older collectors like Steve and me, um, a great resource is Jeff Allender's House of Checklists, which has its own dedicated section to Star Wars and a, a ton of the releases there um, that have them, and especially some of the um, international ones, uh, some of the CCG ones. Uh, so that's a great resource to go back if you're looking for um, you know anything from the Star Wars Wonder Bread to Top Trumps. Um, and surprising I, th- I found surprising that a lot of those early 501st legion cards were numbered and they have a checklist so if you are going you know like if you go to a, a con today and you get a card from one of the you know 501st members or mando marks or rebel legion and so forth um some of the earlier ones you know 2005 to i want to say as late as 2016 um there are checklists for them so, you know, you can go back and, you know, it'd be hard in some cases because I don't think they sell. These are free cards. But um, if you are a completist, uh, and, you know, you're you're in good company with the both of us because we like complete sets. Um, but it is kind of nice to see those. Oh, sorry. And don't forget the book that you can also get that has, uh, that does the, uh, the what's that, the, you know, the books that the Tops came out with? They yes. have it, the... Uh, that's a good source too for the old cards. From they even have the one for the first, uh, also uh, Galaxy set, but they have the one from Star Wars Empire and Return of the Jedi, and also the Wide Vision releases. The first three Wide Vision, those are from right. Abrams Books. You can get them usually. You can usually find them at half price books, or you can find them online on Amazon, wherever you get your uh, books from. But yes, those are great resources, especially if you kind of want to just. Uh, if you have your cards maybe tucked away and you don't necessarily want to go and finger them all up or go through, uh, go through, you know, your sheets and things like that, you can get these and, and it's nice because you'll see what the puzzles look like or you'll, if you really want to see a visual reference and pull something off the shelf, it looks nice on your shelf as well. And even those books come with uh, a, a couple of promo cards on their own in that style, so it's kind of fun to get a little pack of cards in a book. Uh, I'm all down for free cards wherever I can get them. Um, And then, once again, as we talked about in part one, there was the sticker book for them. Uh, You can still find those sticker books on eBay and so forth, and even uh, stickers that you can still purchase and put them in. Uh, I think when I got mine a few years ago, uh, my daughter helped me kind of put a lot of those stickers in the book, and that was really fun uh, because, you know, I'm of an age where I can't see a sticker, a sealed sticker. I'm like, let's let's get this thing on the book and do what it was intended to do, to to begin with. All right. So, you know, in going over what we did tonight, Stephen, 
Um, final thoughts on some of the releases. Um, if you had to pick, I know it's like picking your, uh, picking your favorite child, but what would you say of what we talked about tonight? What would be the, the cards you'd say, folks, you got to get this, this particular card or set? What comes to mind? Well, definitely the black and white. That's hmm. a winner set no matter what. I mean, it's, it's going to be a little hard to try to get them all, but um, unless uh, you can find someone that's selling them as a complete set, which is, uh, that's kind of, that's not that difficult. There's a lot of people out there that do sell them as a complete set. Uh, but like I said, I'm a major diehard of the 3D widescreen. So to me, to me, that's the biggest uh, jewel of all because not only do they look really impressive and they're on great cardstock and, and, and everything else and the technology on the 3D is r- really good, but also the fact that they're numbered and they're rare. They're not something that you could just go out and just buy. So mm-hmm. it's kind of more of a challenge. If you really want a challenge to get something that you can impress not only people, but yourself as well, you know, getting the, the 3D set, um, that's, I, like I said, I, I I always talk about the 3D sets. I just love the, the widescreen 3Ds, and but the, the black and whites uh, are very impressive mm-hmm. as well. And the sapphire too. I mean, that's, like I said, those, that's a different way of looking at it. And also I really enjoy the, uh, arc, the Chrome archive, uh, believe it or not. I know it's not a, huge amount of them in there because it's from three movies but once you see them in person uh, you would probably agree also that these are very nicely done cards uh but like i said if i have to do one and we the widescreen uh 3d i would go you know and and the widescreen regular ones are just as 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 nice too but the 3d just gives it a little bit more of um of a pop, a little bit more of a, like you're watching it on uh, on at the theater, kind of like a you know kind of that. So uh, that's just, so I guess they'd say number one would be the uh, 3D um, widescreen. Uh, the black and white I think would be probably number two. Mm-hmm. Agreed. You know? Agreed. And then and then after that maybe the widescreen regular ones for the number three choice. You know. Like um, yeah. And so you can get sheets for the wide vision BCW and I think ultra also makes them as well um if you're doing if you're doing a binder of these um you can fit six to a sheet so if you're doing the original uh wide vision one i think we said that what it had 144 cards in them you're gonna need a you're gonna need a decent size uh binder and you know because you're gonna have to have page you know so do do the math on that i won't i won't do it for you because i suck at math uh you you only a lot but yeah. um, it's but, six cards per sheet. So, right. so six uh, divided into one. Uh, yeah. 144. 144. Yeah. A lot. That's, 144. Yeah. 144 divided by and six. And those sheets are hard to find, too. You can't just get them anywhere. Uh, finding the widescreen sheets are, uh, you know, that's something you sometimes special ordered. Well, and you know what I've found sometimes, Stephen, is um, either through Amazon or eBay, sometimes you can find. Um, people that will sell little like chunks of like, let's say uh, 10 or you can order X number. Um, sometimes your local card shop will have like cracked open boxes of, you know, blank sheets that you can go and get what you need. And you could, you know, it's, it's really cheap as opposed to getting an entire box. Um, but sometimes you can look online through eBay and whatnot and maybe find like a set of, and so you, it's a little cheaper to do it that way. Um, yeah. uh, you know, but I think they look nice in a binder that they they open up well and you know you know when people talk about like 
collecting, I don't think this is um, a huge amount of cards to kind of chase. So if you are a Return of the Jedi fan, maybe you were born that year, maybe that was the first film you saw in theaters. There, these are, there's not a ton of sets to to chase, and so this is very gettable for for folks. Uh, for me, I like the wide visions. Uh, a lot of these 90s sets are talking to me a lot more because I wasn't collecting at that time, and I think you could see a lot of work was put into these. I do yes. agree that the 3D are rarer. Um, I've had a little harder time trying to find those because either you pay for a, like pay a large amount for a full set or you buy them individually. Thankfully, there's only 44 base, uh, but that's still <laughs> not cheap. I think I paid six bucks for a card for a couple of these just to kind of get a look at them because I knew we were going to be talking about them. Um, and then, you know, as, as little as the, the online 40th anniversary as well, um, it's been fun to see with both Empire and Return of the Jedi some of the 40th anniversary merch and the logos and so forth. Next year, if you can believe it, we continue to get older, uh, but next year I believe is the 25th anniversary of The Phantom Menace. Uh, so I think we'll probably be doing a show on the Phantom Menace cards because there was a couple of wide visions and some yep. interesting product tie-in cards from, uh, like I think like Taco Bell and uh, Lay's Potato Chips or and there's some you know Bluebird. I was talking to a friend. Your collection's bigger than mine. Uh, your collection's bigger than mine. He has a YouTube page and we were talking about uh, you know some of the Padme cards and things like that. So you know coming up on 25 years of the Phantom Menace. So it seems like we keep visiting these these numbers. They keep getting bigger, Steve, is what I'm saying. is like we're getting older, <laughs> and these numbers are getting bigger. Pretty soon we'll have the 50th anniversary of uh, A New Hope. It'll be here before we know it. Um, right. but, but hopefully we can talk about those cards then. So I think I will bring it to a close here. I do want to let you uh, tell people where they can find you on Instagram and what kind of things can they look forward to if they subscribe, they should be following you on Instagram. What are they going to see there? So yeah, you can follow me on Instagram at uh, Star Wars Tops Cards. And uh, basically, uh, right now I am in the process of showing the last, uh, well, the last regular series of the Galaxy, the Series 8, uh, in 2018. Um, I'm wrapping that up. I've, I've st my style now of showing uh, cards, I post usually five cards a day. Uh, except for Sundays, I give myself a break. Uh, but usually five cards a day. Uh, all as I post them really back to back to back, so that way you don't get some kind of post uh, ringing in your phone every hour. So I get it done right away, <laughs> so that way that you can see them all. Uh, and I do them at a decent time, so it doesn't wake you up in the morning or evening. <laughs> uh, so I do that for uh, you know for that reason also. But. Um, I also just recently started adding music to the background to each card. So as you're looking at it, if you want to look at the back side, I post the front and the back. So the whole entire card. So each card, like I said, I have in my personal collection. So these are not taken from uh, any other resource. They are all from my own card collection. Um, but uh, I put music to it. So I try to get the music as close to the scene as I can. Uh, if I don't have it, at least the theme of the uh, or music towards a character that you see if I can't find the music. Um, so that's kind of a, you know, just a different way of, uh, for me, uh, posting it compared to what I used to when I just showed the card. So um, it seems like I'm getting a lot of people that are enjoying that uh, as well. So, um, but, and then once in a while, uh, it's been a while, but sometimes I also do a live feed 
uh, I will do uh, uh, basically one on opening up a box. Uh, usually the newer, all the newer sets when I usually get duplicates boxes. Um, I might be doing some soon on possibly one on the Galaxy, the 2022 Galaxy set. Mm. I might be cracking open a box, which I think I paid like $380 for that box. So I'm hesitant to keep it sealed or not, but I think I'm going to do it for you guys. I got some other card sets coming, and I uh, also have some from Europe and from Australia that I'm going to be opening as well. Um, yeah, I got a special trilogy, a Star Wars Empire Return of the Jedi trilogy set uh, box that's not been opened yet from, I believe I have it from uh, England, I believe. So... Um, I'm going to be opening that on a live feed sometime very soon, even though it's not made by Tops. Uh, and I'm still going to open it, and I probably will post them too, even though my my site says Tops. But you know, there's exceptions <laughs> to the rules, right, guys? You know, it's Star Wars cards, guys. <laughs> it's your channel. It's your rules, as far as yeah, I right. as I'm concerned. So I can bend the rules a little bit. <laughs> exactly. But that's what you guys can expect from me. Like I said, uh, and I always, and, and if there's any questions you guys ever have about other cards or, you know, I mean, you know, other Star Wars series cards or anything, you know, I'm always. Oh, I mean, I always respond back. If you ever ask me any questions, I will always respond back on Instagram, whatever, you know. So, and I deeply appreciate you having me back on the show. No problem. I lovingly refer to you as the Star Wars card librarian, and I love your channel uh, as a resource. I know you had to restart yours um, yes. last year, I want to say. Yes, because um, like other people, you know, sometimes these accounts get hacked. And, yeah. you know, and a lot of times that kills, you know, especially if you've been doing it for a while, it can be really disheartening and, and starting over. But um, in some cases, you know, the algorithm can work for you as well, because uh, we know regardless of the audience size, a lot of folks don't see them. And so even though we feel like we may be posting this, oh, I've already posted this once. You know what? Only you know a portion of them saw it anyway. So. It never hurts to repost, and I, you know, I usually, I usually see your posts right around the end of my day. I know we're a couple hours different, but it is kind of right. nice because I can go through and, and like you said, they're all grouped together, and I can kind of see what set you're working on, and uh, and I like the music as well. Um, okay. And, and anyway, <laughs> I want to thank you for coming on and talking Star Wars cards. I mean, it's I could do I could do this all day, and today, literally, in recording three shows, I have done it all day. Uh, much to the chagrin <laughs> of my daughter who wants to get on the computer and uh, play some games here before this uh, this night closes. However, comma. Um, so, and I want to thank you for listening to our 40th anniversary of Return of the Jedi cards special. And I want to thank, once again, uh, David Motters and Tom Gross and now Stephen Stolk uh, for helping me complete this journey. Uh, it was a fun ride. It was a fun to go back through all these cards and revisit our thoughts on Return of the Jedi and all these great cards. I hope that you found this um, informative and entertaining. Uh, if you collected Star Wars uh, Return of the Jedi cards, uh, let us know. You can reach out to the program. You can find uh, myself, Steve, David, and Tom. Uh, we can, we'll put those links in the show notes. But, you know, did you collect Return of the Jedi cards? Are you looking to re collect Return of the Jedi cards? What questions, what comments, what sets do you like? You can reach out to the program there. If you like what you hear, you can subscribe to the podcast. You can find me on Instagram, Twitter, X, 
Hive, Threads, Facebook, at Rebel Base Card. And uh, you can also check out the YouTube page, which we recently had an interview with Josh Trout, who is a sketch artist for the recently released Masterwork 2022. That was a little bit delayed, um, but hopefully we'll be doing more stuff there. So once again, for uh, Steven Stolk and myself, I want to say thank you. I'm going to let Card Squadron take it out, and we'll talk to you all real soon. The Rebel Base Card Podcast focuses on cards, collecting, and the Star Wars community and appreciates you coming along for the ride. If you have any feedback for this episode, you can reach out to the program in a number of ways. You can leave a comment on the Instagram post for this episode. You can also DM Greg on Instagram at Rebel Base Card. Make sure to also follow the Rebel Base Card on Twitter and Facebook at Rebel Base Card. If you want, you can send an email to greg at rebelbasecard.com and you can find show notes for this and all episodes on the website rebelbasecard.com in the star wars card trader app and just about every other one you can find greg at corn fed tech the rebel base card uses the hashtag card squadron as a way to alert friends about cool cards and recent drops in the galaxy far far away It's a great way to bring our community a little bit closer together and help one another finish our sets in time. We collect, communicate, and commiserate. Well, at least when we run out of credits or crystals to spend on our digital collections. Join the fun, even if all the other cool squadron names were already taken. And remember, we collect as one and would be honored if you join us. And if you are a sketch card artist, or Star Wars artist, or collector, cosplayer, and want to talk about your work, your craft, or passion, drop Greg a line. I'm sure he'd love to hear your story. You can also help the show by leaving a comment or review on Apple Podcasts, or wherever you got this episode. Otherwise, the mission is clear. Keep those cards out of the hands of the Empire, and the Rebel Base card will return soon. The music for this podcast is brought to you under a Creative Commons license from Trent Reznor and Nine Inch Nails. This is Discipline off the album The Slip. This podcast is not affiliated in any way with Topps, Disney, or Star Wars, nor is it endorsed by Disney or Lucasfilm, and is intended for entertainment and informational purposes only. All names and sounds and any other related items are properties of their respective trademarks and or copyright holders here in the U.S. and abroad. The official Star Wars website can be found at www.starwars.com.